When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Welcome to Chesie Hour. My name is Meads and I'll be your host for this one. It's just me and Jay today, but but let me introduce my guy. Jay, what are you saying, bro? Yeah, man. Good evening, bro. I'm all good, man. Can't complain. Yeah, I mean, you can complain. There's lots to complain. You can complain about. a little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's lots to complain about being a Chelsea fan these days. I mean, it, it, it feels like a short while ago where we are just smiling from cheek to cheek. You know what I mean? There was no complaints, you know. Our boy was winning, our team was winning in Europe, yeah. European competitions, winning European competitions, and now look at us in the mothers. Uh, no European competitions, <laughs> nothing to watch. Midweek, you see Arsenal playing, you see United and City. Um, we're just here. Nasty work. But I digress a bit. There's a lot to cover. Um, I guess we talked about it last week um, in regards to hope, being hopeful against um, Nottingham Forest. Um well, it wasn't Forest, sorry. It was Forest, wasn't it? Wait, was it Forest? Bournemouth, Bournemouth, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. I'm not, bro, bro, my mind's kettled. It's that, kettled. that, it's that red, it's, it's the red, bro. It's the red. I'm like, <laughs> my kettled because I'm like, wait, we, we played Nottingham Forest, we lost to Forest. I'm like, but anyway, bro, anyway, man, it's a complete mess. But unfortunately, Bournemouth um, came away with a draw. And Honestly, it, it's more of the same with Chelsea at the minute. I don't think that we're... Um, oh, it, it's just... It, you know what I mean? You know when you're just lost for words because you can't believe the situation that we're in? Um, yeah, for sure. And it's, and it's, it's, it's a madness. Just frust- it's, it's a load of frustration at the moment as well because, like, you, you, after, after the games... You're, you're looking to blame certain people or you, you want to blame somebody, but it's like there's so many things going on at the moment at the club. It's like even hard to kind of do that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's hard yeah. to, it's hard to like just shift the blame onto one person. Do you know what it's I mean? Because... A, it's, it's a combination of things and we can talk about the players. We're, we're going to talk about the players. We're going to talk about... Um, um, Pochettino, we're going to talk about the owners but there's so much to d- discuss honestly, um, but I first want to start off with the team so obviously uh, I want to start off with the team news, I mean we we dropped Ben Chilwell which was um, interesting to say the least you know what I mean, obviously he was much maligned by myself and many others to be perfectly honest about his performances this season and the fact that he was playing at left wing was kind of disgraceful. But yeah, man, um, he got dropped. Um, Mudrick came in to the lineup, but that was pretty much it. Everything else was everything. Um, Caicedo got the same, a knock. really. Yeah, yeah, Caicedo got a knock. So yeah, Caicedo got a knock. So 
Ugochukwu came in. But yeah, pretty much the same team. Levi Cole back still at left back. Um, Enzo Fernandez in the ten. Um, yeah, man, it's um, it, it's it's how do I even put it? Disappointing might be the word. Um, I, I'm I'm still not too big on Colwell playing left back. I mean, I was happy with Chilwell being dropped, but playing Colwell at left back is just you're you're killing him because you're limiting his his range of passing. You're limiting yeah. outfield up. You're, it's just. I'm trying to uh, understand it. I'm trying to understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. And I really am trying to give Pops the benefit of the doubt. But some of the decisions are really, really startling, man. Um, yeah, it's like when I when I look at it as well, like when I look at it as well, I, I just think to myself, like he's, I don't, like, I, I'm trying to understand it as well because I, I look at Thiago Silva and obviously I don't, I don't think Thiago Silva has lost, lost any kind of, you know, ability to defend in terms of like due to his age and stuff like that. I don't think anything's changed too much. And when we're playing one game a week, I'm not too mad at seeing him play. But at the same time, I, I do want to start seeing players like Colwell and Badia Shill like when he's back. I do want to start seeing them in in like creating a partnership in in the middle of that that line. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's getting a bit worrying now because for me when I see Silver there, I'm not too sure if it is just because players are missing. Do you get what I'm saying, Meads? Like, well, do you get what I'm Because the team's young, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know what? Young. You know what I think it is, yeah? I'm going to be real. I, I was saying it before, and I, I'm almost certain, I, I, I think I told you about this. The whole mm-hmm. idea of getting rid of every experienced player is a bad, bad look. And I don't think Poch will be particularly happy about it. I don't think Poch was happy that Cover left. I don't think I don't think he was happy that quite a few of our players left to be honest. And Golo, I don't think he's happy about that. I um, think he said a few things as well to allude yeah, to that and he's, as well, he's, like he, he, he's of... mentioned that. He's mentioned the lack of experience and yeah, you know it's, um... loads, loads of times. Loads of times, bro. And the yeah, thing is that I I get that the owners will have their kind of not not the owners so much, because I can't even really say I think that's something that um, we'll touch on as well today, but it's like it's not even the owners so much now. It's, it's obviously the directors have had a very hands-on approach with with this window, and mm-hmm. they've you know they've done their scouting. They've they've uh, they've they've obviously brought in the players that they feel like can can make this team a, a very very good team and a team that can compete in the future. But the the the, the only thing I'll say is that. There's been so many changes, and I feel like they're not really trying to let the manager. So they're not even trying to let Poch really and truly get in the way of what their vision is. And you can kind of tell because the way they got rid of a lot of those players, it was almost like because I I felt like Poch would have worked with a couple of the players that left. Like I felt like there would have been a few players that we, he would have worked with. Um, Agreed. If, if if they'd have got if they'd have managed to obviously get them to stay. But yeah. the directors, I feel like the directors were so kind of, you know, like um, tunnel vision, like yeah. with what they want to do. They just said, listen, <laughs> we're getting rid of these guys. These are the guys that are going to be coming in. We know they're young, but we, we think you're the, the guy that can, can work with them. But the thing is, I think Poch, is, he's agreed to it. And I think he still agrees that he can work with them. But there are definitely a few names that he would have wanted to be in this team. To maybe help him Agreed. integrate like a lot of these, a lot of these youngers. So I, I, now I he's had to fall back on silver. I could just name players like Kovacic. I think, despite the fact Kovac had a terrible year last season, but I think everybody did. I feel like players that keep, refer, I mean, fans that keep referring to, oh, Kovacic was rubbish last season. Like, get rid. I mean. Why? When are we gonna stop realizing that? Really, it's not just the players; it's the entire environment around Chelsea that is actually contributing to players not performing. I think yeah. you need to bear in mind it's not just the coach. Because I think the coach, as much as I don't like Potter, I think the environment was also difficult for him to do his job. Mm. Um, as much as I don't rate some of the players, I think the the environment was difficult for them to do their job, and. All of that really and truthfully falls on the head of the owners. Now, the owners got into these these directors and 
Um, now, I think they've taken a step back because, one, to be honest, they um, they realised that the errors of their ways from last season, where they were getting too involved, and I love the fact that they've stepped back a bit. But they've actually left it to Win Stanley and Stewart, isn't it? Um, yeah, Stewart, yeah. They're... they're I can't say that they've operated at the highest level in terms of like a team like Chelsea. Uh, Monaco and Brighton are two very different beasts. Funnily enough, Monaco had a model where they were buying and selling players because they tried to do a super team. I don't think um, Lawrence was part of that, actually. Um, but they tried to do a super team thing. They couldn't do it because of FFP. So they had a model where they had to buy and sell players um, and try and be as competitive as possible. That didn't quite work out. Um, and they were kind of like also runs in League oh. Um So looking at them coming to Chelsea and kind of doing th- the same thing, essentially, trying to make us this team of young players and we're not really competing. Um, I, I'm trying to understand the model, really and truthfully. I'm really I'm trying to understand it because we're buying all these young players and we're not paying, like, we're not getting them for, like, cheap you know we're, we're buying them for big money like, this is what I'm, yeah this is, this is the so i'm trying to understand it like obviously chelsea don't mind from giving this window they don't mind sending some rivals which i'm i don't it rubs me up the wrong way but which rival is going to pay us if for example uh lavio goes left we're gonna mm. we're gonna sell lavio for 100 million really to who to who really yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying yeah. so. The model doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. It really doesn't make sense to me. And it would be one thing if we're buying players for twenty million, like the Andre Santos. It, it makes sense, like the Angelos. It would make sense. But your pen. This is this, this, this is the thing means. This is the thing means as well. Like with the with the midfielders, even there was a point where it, it got to a point, and I was like, I was excited about it because I was thinking, oh, you know what? Like this makes sense. I like this, and they signed. I think they signed. Um, Leslie and at that point I was like all right cool you you signed this guy you've kind of is it a thing where you've kind of taken the L on a, on a maybe a Caicedo you've taken the L on a Lavia and you just thought you know what we're, we're gonna go for this guy because he's cheaper and he's talented and he can be just as big but then as soon as I see them still carry on to go on to sign the other guys that's when I started worrying because as much as it's so good to have all this talent bro, we've got a job to do, like, in terms of developing this talent. <laughs> like, we can have as many players as we want, but if we can't develop this talent, it's going to be pointless. Do you know what I mean? And even, I watched the game, and uh, Leslie was very impressive, bro. Like, I thought he was quality um, in terms of it being his first Prem game. He's a good and, player, and man. And he's, he's a very good player, good player bro. And, and yeah. the thing is, and the thing is now, you're looking at it now, and you're like, well, did we need Lavia? And there'll be some people that watched, there'll be some people that watched Leslie before who, who watched French, like obviously who watched the French League. Um, I know Babs watched him last year and um, he messaged me straight away saying, yo, Jermaine, like this kid, yeah, he's, he's going to be crazy. And I, and I watched, I tried to like get a couple games of, of him, but he was only coming on as a sub at the time. Mm. But But straight away, it's like, You've got this gem already now, yeah. Really and truly, we're gonna to need to play this guy now. Do you get what I'm saying? We're gonna to need to play him now. So then, forget about even what happens if 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 Lavia don't perform. What if he, what happens if you don't even get on the pitch, bro? Yeah. Do you get listen, what I'm saying? And you've just got a fifty million pound asset listen, just sitting there. Listen, uh, this is what I'm saying. I I don't think the guys running the show know what they're doing. Like this isn't Brighton, yeah. You can't have all these players, for example, and they're at Brighton and they're not playing regularly, but it's cool, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like Because you're part of a squad that's like trying to develop into this, I don't know, but you're, you're, you're trying to develop into this team that, that gets into Europe, you know, that gets into the Europa Conference, it gets into Europa League. But Chelsea Football Club, when you're being bought for big money, it's different. Because when you're being bought for big money, there's that expectation that you're going to be used. So you can't, it can't run the same way. If you're being bought as a £4 million, £8 million player for Brighton, there's not this um, weight of expectation that you're going to play every game. There's not. But you're being bought for 60, 70, 
80 million pounds and you're not touching pitch, that must rattle the fuck out of these players. I can't imagine what what's going through Modric's mind. I can't imagine it because yeah. it it's actually insane. Like I I don't think I've seen this sort of and I, we're Chelsea. Yeah, you know I mean, and I've seen us spend big money before, but every time we spend big money, that player is on the pitch, bro. Like yeah. under Roman, those guys are on the pitch because you. I've spent big money. Make that work for me. You guys wanted X Y Z. Make it work for me. That's basically what Roman's on. So this whole idea that a 70, 80 million pound player can sit on the bench is nuts. Like it's nuts. The fact you don't give them a platform is nuts. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Like I saw it to be honest, under Roman, I saw it happen on um Christian Pulisic. We paid 60 million pounds for Pulisic, which was scary. But you know, that's neither here nor there. But I don't think I don't think we would have so so many though. Let me finish. Mm. So Pulisic got a platform though. So Pulisic did play, um, yeah. and that was under Frank. So he, he did play, and then he lost his position. That's fair enough, because you kind of got a taste of what Pulisic was about. You kind of kind of knew what the player was about. Fine, he got a platform. He lost it. That's fair enough. You know what I mean? Some might argue that his treatment at the club wasn't fantastic, but obviously Pulisic had injury issues as well. So a, le- a little bit of um, lack of reliability in him also played a part in the lack of usage as well. But but I've never seen it like Mudrick. Like I, I've never seen this um, where he's getting bits and pieces when he's been bought for seventy mil. I don't. What is that? Yeah. Like, where's the where's the <laughs> and the thing is, and the thing is, he got a start obviously against Bournemouth. Um, and I thought, and I thought it was it was promising. And people like I, I commented on the on the on the clip that that was going around on on um, on Twitter like earlier, not earlier, but um, earlier in the week. And people were like, "Oh, but this is nothing." And I'm like, "You look don't understand. Right now, we're trying to take anything we can get from Mudrik at the moment because we we want that kid to like start getting some consistency, start playing some games." Because that's where he's at at the moment. Like, he's not been given enough, nowhere near enough. So when he gets like a, a sixty minutes against Bournemouth, for Chelsea fans, that's like, all right, you know what? We'll take that because he's played and he's played well enough to like play the next game now. And against that's... Villa, against Villa, that game is definitely not going to be a game of like a low block. I can almost yeah. guarantee you that. Villa so, ain't going to respect us. They, no, they, they won't. They won't. They, not, but but go, to be fair... from their previous games, they will not. They but will here's not. what I'd say. Here's what I'd say. Yeah. It's a big game. It gets a big... It's a, it's a, okay, well, let's look at it from Villa's perspective. Right? Unite Emery against big sides when he was at Arsenal and at Villa, ultimately... Um, against big sides, he plays in the low block and hits the team on a counter-attack. We are going mm. to play into Villa's hands. We're going to play into Villa's hands because if we're not going to make that game frantic, yeah, and try and um, hit them on the counter as well, then it's going to be... We're going to get punished hard, um, like really, really badly. I, I, I'm very fearful. I can't lie to you. Um, I'm, I'm, I've had real flashes of us getting bland free, you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> because Ollie Watkins, Diaby, Bailey, oh. <laughs> in transition, I'm not gonna lie, yeah, it's in transition it's against a Levi Colwell at left back, oh my days, yeah, but I do think. What I do think is, though, I do think that we are going to get a lot of our opportunities to do the same. The only thing I say is I'm not as a, as confident in terms of, obviously, our finishing, which has been the main issue because like we, we haven't spoken about Bournemouth in, in a lot of detail yet, but Bournemouth, overall, I think the team, they actually played really well. They had some really, really good moments, some really good, really good bits of play. And I think yeah. that's what that's what has been circulating on like around on socials at the moment as well is that Chelsea are not actually playing bad. Chelsea are not actually um, doing a lot of things wrong. And we're not. Listen, we're not horrible. Like I mean, that we've had horrible games, yeah. So I, I think the game against Nottingham Forest was really bad. 
for me. I thought it was horrible because I thought the tactics were wrong. I thought the substitutions were wrong. Um, it was just panic stations. It was just quite pathetic. I thought Bournemouth was a slightly different take, but again, back to the situation where I think he's putting square pegs in round holes, basically. I think he's making the things so unnecessary. He's doing unnecessary things. Um, but in spite of all that, we're still playing some decent stuff in bits and starts. I thought Conor Gallagher was really good. Um, though, again, with his final release of the ball, lax and slack is the word I want to use for Connor. Um, mm. Again, we talked about Ugo Chuku earlier. Um, pretty impressive. I didn't think Sterling had his best of games. Enzo again, yeah. Um, so, Do you know what's mad with Connor means, yeah? Go on. I, I don't get... Bro, you know when he was at Palace? He was... Not messing around with those shots, bro. At all, man. If he was in front of goal or anywhere, even in and around the box, bro, like the connection that he was getting on those shots, the technique, it was, there was so much more conviction. I've seen him scuff so many chances, bro. It's insane. And do you know what's, what's going on? <laughs> it's a lack of confidence, to be honest. Be, I think it has to be because. I'm seeing him at Palace and I'm seeing him clap finishes. I'm seeing him. And remember, we used to talk about his actions in the final third, despite the yeah, fact yeah, yeah. he's really good, like outside the box and, you know, doing the box to box thing. His actions in the final third, very, very, can be very devastating. So I'm seeing his finishing. It's so bad. I'm seeing his ball striking. It's so bad. It's, um, it's mad. It's maddening. Um, I think he, he gets into the area and he panics. He scored for Chelsea, so I don't get why he's panicking. Like it's, it's that crazy. Chance, you know that Bournemouth chance when I saw it because I hadn't watched the game. Right, I was at work yeah. on the day, and I saw him get that chance. And when I saw him place, like he he's he's not placed it right in the middle, but he's he he's obviously tried to go to the keeper's um, keeper's bottom right here, yeah? but he hasn't got enough on it clearly because it's still right like close yeah. enough to the keeper. But I'm thinking, nah, there's never that the corner I know. That would that that gets that chance that goes side netting, bro. Mate, like he I does not, he doesn't mess around with those shots. And I, I for the bro, I could not believe that. Um, I've seen him do it a few times now already, but he's it's happened every game, every game, every game we played. He a chance falls to Connor. <sighs> it was so bad. It's a bit jarring at the moment. I can't lie because. There's certain men that I know are shooters in that team, and Connor's one of them. In terms of if I want it to fall to somebody, who do I want shooting? And it's him at the moment. Look and if he's there. not, and if he's not, if he's not having, no, we're in trouble, guys. Bro, <laughs> oh, mate. bro, that, oh, mate. that first half, I was, I was, man, raging, it's bro. so frustrating. It's so so frustrating, but it. What what can we do, man? I think at this moment we can't score a goal for love nor money. It's um it's so funny because I, again against Luton, individual brilliance, but bro, it, man, I just look at the chances that are falling to us. Again, I don't really think that we're creating high quality chances on a consistent basis. Like you know where you're. I think we create decent moments and I just feel like the final pass ain't there, the final cross ain't there, the final action ain't there, but I just mm. don't think it's... I think, do you know what it is, if I'm being real? I look at it and I think the players panic because they feel like these are the only chances they're going to get. Do you know what I'm trying to say? like they don't, mm. they don't feel comfortable and confident that if this doesn't go in, there's plenty more that's going to come. Do you know what I'm saying? I think they tense up. And that used and to happen the on the pressure gets more. Yeah, yeah the pressure gets more. Do you remember on the Potter where players just used to seize up and that, that their finishes were horrible because we were barely creating good chances, barely creating yeah. quality chances, and they just missed. It's just um, it's symptomatic. It's um, it definitely is a theme at the moment. Like in terms of, and when it becomes a theme, when it becomes a theme of your games as well, I I do hear what you're saying. It it, it kind of starts to look like it's in the back of their mind before they've even stepped on the pitch. Because for something to be that much of a theme, like that you're missing these chances. Like I said, like like we just said with Connor, yeah. Connor, like that's his bread and butter, bro. Like if, if chances dropped him in the box, you you'd almost put your house on him scoring, bro. Because like that is that's his strength. So like 
when I see Enzo miss or whatever, I'm not too bothered about that. Do you get what I'm saying? Because I, it, Enzo's not known for scoring a, a bag of goals from midfield like that. So I don't panic about that kind of shit. I do expect him to do better because I know technically he is a very gifted footballer, but um, it's not something that he, he has a habit of doing. So I'm cool mm. with that. With Jackson, I think um, I think it goes back to what you were saying about maybe quality of chances. I think if Jackson was to get a few one-on-ones, I think he actually might bag. But where, where some of these chances are falling to him, and like you said, bro, like people don't understand it. The pressure's on you out there. Like it's, it's, it, it sounds like you're watching it and you're thinking, how can you miss? But some of these chances, bro, like these, these, the team's under pressure at the moment. And for every game that goes on where, you know, we're, we're struggling to get a goal, because we'll get, we'll get a lot of clean sheets this season, in my opinion. I think we'll get a yeah. lot of clean sheets. I think we'll just get better defensively as well, by the way. I think we're just going to get better in that, in that department. I think the midfielder will also get a little bit more solid. But, bro, the attack... I, I'm struggling to see who it is that's going to go on this purple patch over like a seven eight, seven, eight games of scoring. Because the thing is, as much as, as bad as Kai was for us um, in, in some games at times, even with performance or whatever, there was times where I think if Kai would bag like two or three in a row, I f- I'd think to myself, you know what? He's going to, he might go on a little run here yeah. of, of scoring a few, because cause Kai could do that. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and and people will laugh. I know people might listen to this and be like, oh, what are you talking about? He doesn't score goals. But but Kai could. If if Kai if Kai was confident and you saw it under Potter as well, like he, he yeah. had a lot of good games under Potter and unfortunately it didn't really go the way we needed it to go. We needed it to bag many more goals. But I I do I don't see anybody that can that can offer that same kind of threat at times. And it sounds so weird because Kai should have scored way more goals, but yeah. Sterling Sterling doesn't really score like that. Yeah. Sterling doesn't yeah. score like that. Jackson Jackson at the moment is a is a is a project, whether we like it or not. He is kind of like a project at the moment in terms of we don't know exactly what he's going to be in yeah. terms of what type of striker. And then with Mudrick, you, you, you'd, you're literally people are literally hoping that this guy just turns into a demon at some point in the season and starts slapping in goals. It's literally hope because <laughs> it's hope. I'm not even like, bro. You know, I'm not lying. It's it's, it's yeah, hope logic at it's, the moment because we can't say exactly what's going to happen. We don't even know if he's going to get enough games. Yeah, it's peak. I I feel like <laughs> it, it's funny because. Everything is a project, right? From the players <laughs> to the manager to the club, it's all a bit just, oh, bro. I, I'm, I'm really, I don't know, man. I, I really, I don't potential FC, it? Potential FC, man. I'm struggling to understand where the goals are going to come from. Like, obviously, yeah, I like man. Jackson as a player. I think he's a baller, to be honest. But goals, I, I need composure in front of goal. Um, I saw his chances at Villarreal. I watched him at Villarreal. I think, to be honest, he was um, he he was quite composed. I just feel like, uh, I I feel yeah, like there was, he just he's he, he's tensing up. You know what I mean? I feel like he's he tensing up. Very I, anxious, bro. He was very anxious, man. I think that big miss that he had against um Forest is playing on his mind. Um, Rowding a bit. I think yeah. he, he, he was playing even against Bournemouth. I don't think he had really many chances. He had that one chance on left foot where he, like, he sliced it wide. But I think he just played within himself. Like It was very un-Jackson-like performance, um, in my opinion. Um, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible, but it just wasn't great. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to really understand where the goals are coming from. Um, but Let's not talk too much on the negatives. I do want to talk about the positives, like the midfield. Um, Ugo Chukwu, I thought he was really good. Um, I like the he done things simply. Um, yeah, he done, he done simple play, but very elegant, good on the ball, uses his body well. Yeah, man, I think he, I think he's funny. I think he's a good player. confident as well. No, like very proper confident to try things. Like he done one little turn where. He kind of, I don't know, he spun one guy out of his socks anyway. Like, he was just turning all over the place, bro. Because this guy, I didn't know how good he was with, like, in terms of the ball at his feet as well. Like, he's he's kind of flary. Like, he's a flary baller, isn't it? Like, he, yeah, he's got a lot of flair and um, 
Yeah, man, he's got a little bit about him, man. I like it. I like it a lot. I think Conor Gallagher, though, uh, bro. I know I've had my I've had my bit to say about Conor as well, but even when I was watching the game, like Conor looked like he's proper growing into the team, though, man. Mm-hmm. I can't lie, like. I, but the only thing I say is I don't know. I don't know because Poch said this thing about him being versatile, and that's a worry for me, bro. Again, it's a worry for me because yeah. I like the really and truly for Connor. I get it. Like you're saying that you know he can do the defensive part and he can you know he can do the off the ball work and all of that, and then he can also maybe get your goal up top or whatever. But I think you you need to keep him up there, bro. Like you need right now. We got nobody else slapping the ball in the back of the net. If you want someone to start scoring, you might as well just put your hat on Connor to to, to maybe get you a few from midfield because. The, the whole vers- the the whole versatility thing, we we got so many mids, bro. You know, we don't need to do that. Yeah, exactly. I I, I do. <laughs> I I'm ready. I don't want Connor to be benched, but I'm ready for him to be benched. I I I love <laughs> him. Don't get me. Don't get twisted. I love Connor, um, but I I need to see a midfield base of Enzo. And um, with triple. maybe Leslie, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. bro. Ugo bro. I'm I'm happy. With, I'd be happy with Caicedo and Ugochuku as well. But I just don't want Enzo to be in the ten. I just don't like it. I don't like it. The boy, he barely touches the ball. That like, he's barely involved. And mm. and the one thing about Enzo, he wants to be involved. So it, it so here's the thing. He's not involved in the final third, basically. He doesn't really get involved in the final third. In the half spaces, he doesn't really play there. So we leave a massive space in that area for Gusto and then got Colwell on the other side to try and connect with someone. But the, the, the gaps are too big because Enzo's not there. And do I you, just need... Do you think it's time to see Palmer? Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Because again, he, he came on. Player, <laughs> he came on and he looks good. Like, I'm just like, all right. Cool. Let, let's give it to Coleman and and just bring Enzo back. Like bring him back just slightly. Like don't have to be super deep, but like you got Leslie there, fine. If Kaiser's got the knock, then cool. Like play Enzo. Like play Enzo, man. Let Enzo and Le- um, Leslie cook something up, and then Connor on the bench. Like if we're trying to chase that, and then cool. Bring on Connor. Do, do, do you know the maddest thing about this is, yeah, and this is why I've got, I'm not going to lie, we, we definitely got to keep an eye on Potts here because the maddest thing about this is, yeah, if you play that midfield that you're talking about and then you play Palmer in the 10, you don't have to worry too much about the ball coming out from the back if yeah. you have somebody like Colwell playing centre-back. Bro, oh my God. Playing centre-back. It's because so because because if you look at his average positioning when he played centre back at um at Brighton, he was so high up, bro. Like he was almost on the toes of the midfielders. So the midfielders just they vacated the area because they they didn't want to. They they know how good he is on the ball, so they don't need to be like up close, like right there. Do you know what I mean? Five yard pass. They don't need that because he's got the range. Silver's got the range. Um, the Sassy's even a very good passer of the ball. I think yeah. he's, re- I think he's very good, bro. Like in terms of his distribution. So all of this stuff about even having these guys to drop deep and get the ball, I thought it would, it might be a thing, but with the talent that we've got in terms of the guys on the ball at the back, you don't have to have these guys on, like stepping on top of them, like in terms of trying to drop deep and get the ball as much as as they normally would, because these guys can find the pass, bro. Just, just get more players up there, get in between the lines, and start trying to move these, move the back line around a bit, man. Because we're just we're dropping deep, we're getting the ball, everything's in front of these other these teams that we're playing, and they can just see everything coming from a mile away. It's yeah. like it's, it's it's repetitive, bro. Yeah, it's very um slow and languid um our play at times, um, and I I just feel like well in build up anyway. Um, and just under the best, the best football we always play is fast and quick. You know what I mean? The best play we play is always when it's quick and there's a, a degree of automation in our play. And players know what they're doing, know how to open up the space, open up the play. And Thiago's got options. Our ball players have got options. But at this present moment in time, things are static. 
Um, our midfield, I think, honestly, the composition of our midfield is off. The competition of our defence is off. And I think that's the one thing for me. How can you get wrong? Like, Levi Colwell is not a left-back. How are you getting it wrong? Like, Chilwell is not a left-winger. How did you get that wrong? Like, how are you getting the basic things wrong? Like, it, it is baffling me. And, yeah, like, like, listen, again, Conor Gallagher, for me, I thought it was good against Bournemouth. I, I thought it was really good, to be honest. But, Again, in the final third, not good enough. Like, and and that's fair enough. Like, I don't think anyone at this moment in time is putting up trees in the final third for us. But I think his decision making, by and large, in the final third, pretty poor. But yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna I put him you. as a scapegoat and say that he's he's the reason why we're losing. You know what I mean? I think no, not at all. No, no, of course. I just think ultimately that falls on Poch. Like, because again. The decisions that he's making as manager, the man that's responsible for putting the team in the best position to win, have been horrible. Horrible. Because he's not no, been doing I agree. It. I agree. And I think, you know what, the thing is, we're, it's, it's frustrating because I feel like Poch can coach this team to play well if he, if he just sorts out. Because I, I, I'm not really trying to judge him too much in terms of what his tactics and his coaching is like with the players in terms of getting them to develop into, into decent players. That's not what my questioning is. It's, it's more like, why are you doing this? Why are you, like, why, in terms of the, the Colwell left back, the Gallagher dropping deep, um, Chilwell left back, like, what is the thinking behind this? Because we've still got players to play the way we want, like we, we, we initially wanted to play. We've still got players to do that. Do you get what I'm saying? Like Cole Palmer, for me, a hundred percent has to play in that ten role at some point. Like it's that has to already be on your mind, bro. Like in terms of getting him ready to play in that role, and in and and then like you said with Gallagher, it's not even a slight on Gallagher in terms of his performances because on average he's probably quite high up in terms of performances. Do you know what I mean? In terms of a rating, I wouldn't be surprised if he's quite high up, but. Mm. Um, but like you said, if Cole Palmer gives you that little bit of extra quality in terms of maybe even shooting as well, but creativity as well in the final third, then we're going to need that. And we need that ASAP because we haven't got time to waste. And then at the back, again, like you said, Cole at left back, he needs to come into centre-back at some point. He needs to come into centre-back at some point because when, when are we going to start seeing what we saw from him last season. What we're not gonna see that from left back. We're gonna spend are we <laughs> are we gonna spend twenty games are we gonna spend twenty games like fifteen, twenty games doing this? Yeah that, that's like, the this, this that's is the my question. Answer. The simple yeah. answer bro the simple answer is this if you keep playing Cole White left back, you're not gonna see a Cole Will that one is gonna be starting for England at centre back. You're not gonna yeah. be seeing any of that. You know what I mean? Like people are talking yeah, about okay. oh Southgate not playing Colwell, you know, he's play, he playing Maguire but not playing Colwell. Well, um, Colwell's playing that left back. <laughs> you know what I mean? That like, is, what are you doing? Is. Like, watch his like fucking man over. Like, I, he's not just fucking over, he's fucking over everyone. Because how is that working? I, 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 in no, in literally no, oh, I, no realm. Is that making sense? I, I, I'm struggling to like make sense of it and understand. You know, is it probably the angle of passing? Is he trying to utilize his passing on the ball? But how's how's that? How's the angles that he's finding at left back better than the angles that he'd find as a lesson? Yeah, more central. I, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I agree. I'm trying to get it. I really just trying to get it. You know what I mean? I really. No, am. I agree. I think I think um, the only good thing I'd say a positive about the back line is that uh, Gusto looks to have settled in really, really well for us. I think. Yeah, agreed. I think but Gusto, I think crossing's right right. it's crossing's killing me. But yeah, I agree. But I, I, like, I was gonna say, I was gonna say this as well. You know what? As good as Gusto's been, yeah, he actually has been top. I think he's been quality. But this is people need to understand. Yeah, <laughs> the the guy, bro. Whether he's injured a lot or not, yeah. Let's let's, let's just let's remember who it is. We need that's what I'm saying. Let's let's respect they're talking a lot of nonsense saying oh you know but we haven't missed it look wow. this is how good he is yeah when he's on song yeah gusto can be as good as he is now 
still not still not as good as Rhys James, bro. Like the 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 quality that's missing from that right hand side, there's so much quality missing. It's right. insane. That's the thing. Like, listen, I love Gusto. I think he's an amazing, amazing player. Yeah, I think he's probably one of the best right backs about. You know what I mean? In terms of just ability and quality. Yeah, he definitely looks it one hundred percent. But 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 let me be real. Levels. Reese is levels ahead of him. And like Augusto is very good defensively as well, which I really love. You know what I mean? Because people are talking about him crazy that like he's not a good defender. But he's really good defensively. But his just his quality in the final third just isn't anywhere near Reese. I think like there's complete a level between them, and obviously that can still improve. Obviously Gusto can improve, but I also think that Reese can also improve. He's still very, very young, so it's just like people need to respect Reese. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think what we're missing from Reese is that you know when the ball is going out wide to the right, Gusto sometimes he needs to kind of beat the player and get right to the yeah. byline at times. Yeah. Whereas Reese, because he's got so much quality on his like with his passing and his crossing. He doesn't need to do that. So sometimes what he'll do is he'll just shift it and whip it. And yeah. he doesn't even need to... Bro, he doesn't even need to get side by side at times, bro. Like, it's, it's, it's that easy for him. Like, he'll just whip yeah. it early. And I think the, the like players like Jackson and like whoever's coming in from the left, they've probably um, missed out on that because there's been some good moments where we've played it out. Um, we've played out of a press or whatever. We've got it to Gusto. And then, you know, obviously where Gusto needs to beat, the, beat his man or whatever, by then, a lot of the defenders are back into position and then he's kind of mm. cutting it back to, to a load of bodies that probably not going to get to the player you really want it to get to. Whereas with James, because he does it so early, people are still out of position. So, you know, he puts the cross in front of the defenders and they can't defend that. So, yeah, yeah I think I think, I think think we're missing that massively. And then we don't have it on the left because, we, as we just spoke about, we've We've got Colwell there, who's not going to be getting down the line. Bros, a lot of things need to change, man. A lot of things need to change for me. <laughs> like, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because you're saying a lot of things have to change. Jay, you're kind of sounding like Poch out, you know. Like, no, nah, like, I'm not. I'm not, not, not yet. But <laughs> I, it sounds like it's loading, bro. Like, nah, I'm, I'm not yet yet. And you know me already. I'm one of the more patient guys. But it's like... Yeah. But it's like, bro, like I'm saying, yeah, remember, this season is meant to be a season of these guys building. And, bro, you know what? It's not even a thing of us, like, winning like that and, and, and um, you know, doing anything amazing. But this season needs to be a season where these players get to know each other and get to a stage where they know this is exactly how we're going to play for next season and we're going to build on it. If we spend 20 games of Cole at left-back, bro, we failed already. We failed. We failed. failed. Fail, fail, fail. We've like, absolutely failed, bro. Here's my thing, right? And this is a, this is another thing that I I, I want to stress. Chelsea have to get European football, Champions League football next season. I have to. Like there, there is no like the financial ramifications of failing to do so are so huge because Chelsea have spent so much money. Yeah, that FFP. Whilst people are saying that we don't care about it, we absolutely do. Why do you think that we sold so many players? Because we absolutely care about it. You know what I mean? We care about FFP. Now, if Chelsea don't make Europe, Champions League, if we don't finish fifth or in the top five, then the financial ramifications can be absolutely horrific. The whole idea of front-loading your investment to then try and, you know, make a successful team is admirable. I, I, I respect it. In fact, I support the notion of, you know, front-loading your team, front-loading your expenses so that in the future you don't have to make some, so many signings. I, I respect that. And to be honest, I'm, I'm in agreement of it. But it's a super, someone might say stupid, but super high-risk super risky. High strategy to one, not <laughs> yeah. only one, put people on long contracts, but two, buying inexperienced Young players, you know, I, I, it's super risky. And, getting, it and it's not just buying super young players because I think that's fine. But buying super young players whilst getting rid of all of your experienced players, ball one, wow, 
I, I, I'm honestly gobsmacked. And I said it in the <laughs> summer. I said it in the summer that Chelsea could live to regret the day that they got rid of their experienced core because there needs to be a transition. You can't just change everything. But yeah. these guys seem to be so impatient that they're more than happy to just do it and, like, you know, ride out the pain. But, brother, you can't afford to. All, I, all I'll say is, Mies, yeah, is that if you're going to do that, boy, the plan you better have, yeah, because there must be something we don't know. Because the plan they would need to have to make sure this works. And I'm sure they've thought... The thing is, let's not be naive, innit? We we know that... Um, we, we we don't know every single thing that's going on in the club, innit? We, we know that there's things that they've probably spoken about for the future, that they're thinking about in the future. I know they had that article out not so long ago. Um, I think it was last week or something, the directors, when they were saying how they were already thinking about January and already thinking about next that's summer. What's but all that... But What's all, <laughs> but all I'm about? saying is, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that about? You've just spent a billion pounds. You're talking about January. Fucking hell. But but do you know what I think? Do you know what I think it is, me? Yeah, I think I'll be honest with you. Yeah, and I said, and I I tweeted this the other day, innit? I said Gallagher's gone, Matson's gone, and Trevor's gone, and I can tell you that they are gone before it even before it even before it's even confirmed, bro. They yeah. those three players. Are gone, bro. They're gone. They're but gone. Absolutely, they are gone, bro. But, okay, so again, so even though that decision or those decisions there, yeah. Now let mm. let's break this down one by one. Trevor Shaloba, I think he's what twenty three, turning twenty four soon. Yeah. Been at Chelsea, won the Super Cup, won a Club World Cup. So he's one of the few players at the club that's experienced winning things. Getting rid of him. And buying the sassy as as decent as the sassy's been, I don't think he's great, but as decent as he's been. Is there a, a 30 million pound difference between Shaloba and the sassy? Absolutely not. Does the sassy have the experience that Shaloba has? Absolutely not. So I'm just like, well, okay, that's not really a clever decision. But I understand FFP, wanna balance out the books, fine, all right. You didn't need to buy all these players to make you have to do this, but fine, okay, I understand. Mm. Um, cool. Get rid of uh, Shaloba. Fine. All right. Ian Matson. He just goes on a free. Right. So, Ian Matson, you've got Kukurea. You've got Chilwell. Chilwell, for me, is definitely walking on finesse. Not only is he injury prone, he's just not that good. Um, so, I think after some time, you're going to get Pochettino realising and recognising that, you know, actually, this is quite long. Although he's my vice-captain, this is quite long, right? And so the reality it, is it will be a purple patch that he had yeah, um, under yeah. Tuchel if he doesn't perform this season as well. You know that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Let me just try to finalise. So with, with Chilwell, for example, yeah? If you look at every game that we've played this season, Chilwell's been the guy to come off every time. Yeah, he's not been good. Yeah, uh, he's been the guy to come. With. So if you really rate <laughs> him like that, you try and keep him on the pitch as much as possible. But no, he's the one that always comes off. Um, you're chasing a game, you take off Chilwell. Uh, things aren't going too well, you take off Chilwell. Um, so I'm just like, all right, well, maybe he he's not all that safe. I don't know. Maybe he, you know, because he's vice captain, you want to get him on the pitch as much as possible, but. I'm just struggling to really identify what Poch wants from him, really, um, positionally and leadership-wise, too. So I wouldn't be surprised if Chilwell gets moved on at some point, too, whether it's this season or next. Mm. I mean, the end of next season. But then at the same time, we're, again, we're looking at experience. You're getting rid of Chilwell. Um, I, I think Matson for me, because he's been at Chelsea for such a long time, I don't think... These are the sort of the players you don't want to go. You don't want to let them go. Because... That's like that. That is Chelsea. That that that's a core. And I'm not to say that you know you must keep every youth player, but if they're youth players that are content with being part of the squad, like a Shaloba, why would you try and get rid of them? Why would you actively try Connor as well? Why would you actively try? You get? What I'm trying to say that I don't yeah. understand that. That that. that because when the going gets tough, those are the players ultimately that usually stand up and be counted. Like they're usually the ones. So 
I'm, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, you've made a call about um, them potentially being sold. I know you don't want them to be sold, some of them. No, no, like Matson, I think Matson, and the thing is with Connor, bro, from earlier, I was a massive fan of Connor. The only reason I said oh, Connor should, should, like in the summer, the only reason why I was saying Connor should go is because the players that they were signing, it just mm-hmm. didn't look healthy for him as well. As well as like where he was going to play for the team, it just didn't look healthy. Nothing, nothing about the players that have been signed in midfield looks healthy for Conor Gallagher in terms of long term, in my opinion. So, um, that was that, and I don't want to just limit some guy to just a squad player because he's not that. <clears throat> the only reason why I was like that was Loftus Sheik is because he had been a squad player for quite a while, and he had made it clear that he was fine playing that role, and he was actually starting to play a lot of football. So I didn't mm-hmm. mind RLC staying, but with Conor Gallagher, he's much, he's he's like three, what three, four years younger than than RLC. Like he needs to be playing week in week out, and he's that type of player as well that needs to be playing week in week out. That's why he's playing well now because he's playing yeah. week in week out. Do you know what I'm saying? So as soon as you start doing that thing with Conor, where you're like, oh, you're playing this week and then two weeks out of the team, and then oh, you're playing again now, you you're not going to see what you expect to see from from someone like Conor Gallagher. So I think. In that in that regard, I think he should go. Um, if they say that he he's going to be sold, he should just accept it and go. But with Matson, with Matson, it's an awkward one because for me, he's easily the most talented left back that we've got. But um, and yeah, he's Chelsea that like, through and through. But I don't know. It's if he hasn't played left back yet, or he doesn't play left back against Villa or something like that, then it's like you've kind of made it clear that. What you think yeah. about him, and that is a worry for me. Again, again listen, I think, I, bro, it's this talent ID thing. Yeah, I don't know what it is with these coaches, bro, but it, it's bro, starting to listen, piss me off. Listen, bro, I've said this before. Yeah, uh-huh. man, we're calling too cool to Shelly Van. Yeah, for playing attackers at wing back, but I'd much rather, I'd much rather in a three-four-three, you play one attacking fullback. Or one attacking wing back to join up with the attack, and one that's a, a a balanced attack or a balanced left back, fine or full back. But what I'm seeing from Poch is so fucking criminal. Like it, it's so. Have you seen this before? Have you seen this before? Bro, Ever? he's playing Chilwell in a four-two-three-one as a left fucking winger, and then playing Colwell, who's a centre back, as a left back. Uh, bro, listen. Do you know? I can't stress how disgusting this shit is. I can't. Do you know what? You know? Do you know what's mad as well? Last season, last season, yeah. Um, in Jan when we signed Badia Shield, um, I remember thinking about a formation and I was thinking about Cole kind of playing that not not a left back role, but the way I thought about it was that he was going to play more as like a left centre back, and it was literally going to be that. So legit going to be like a three at the back. When mm. I realised that he's not... Because that's what... I think a lot of people thought that was what it was at the beginning, isn't it? I, th- I don't know mm. about you, but I thought, I thought, oh, they must shift into a three. Do you get what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of that now. People moving about, players playing wherever, versatility, all that nonsense. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I'm old school. I just like the, the normal four. Just play where you play, man. Like, just all this inverted nonsense and all this rubbish, yeah. <laughs> I get it. It's effective. But, bro, sometimes you can still be effective by just playing players in their actual positions, isn't it? And with Colwell, I just think I finally got to see him in his Chelsea team, yeah. But I'm fucking seeing him at left back, bro. And it's <laughs> so much. After a full season at centre back, man's come back to play left back. I am fucking seeing And then it. with and then with the Chilwell thing, like I was trying to explain the other day, yeah. When I when I saw the, the, the information about what Poch wants from him, I, I get what he's saying in terms of what Chilwell does, what his strength is. But where you've decided to put him, he's not he's never gonna be effective that way. <laughs> like fullbacks fullbacks are effective because they start their runs from deep. Fullbacks are not effective because they're already right next to the fullback. Do you get what I mean? Like they like as in the the op- the the opposition's fullback. Like Chilwell up there, for the love of me, bro, I swear to you on my life, there is no way you can watch this game and think that Chilwell is gonna give you something from that kind of starting position. 
it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, off the ball, he's had a few good moments and had a few runs here and there. The Liverpool game sticks out where he, you know, he scores that goal. Obviously, he's offside, but like, I don't know if that's what he wants. But in the games that we've played so far, mm-hmm. I just think you have to scrap that for now. You have to. Because not a lot of teams are going to play open against Chelsea. Because the thing is, teams actually come to play low block on purpose now. It's not it's not like City. It's not like City where people people might compare it and be like, oh, you know, but City um people play low blocks against City, so obviously it means like you're you're dominating or whatever. No, no, you need to understand something. City force you to play low block. They force exactly. you to play low block. We don't force teams to play low block all the time. Some some games we do, some games we're really good on the ball, but there's there's a, there's some games now I've seen it, the teams come in. And straight away, you you know exactly what the pattern is. And they're fine with it. They but are I, absolutely fine with it. Here's the thing, yeah? The difference between City and Chelsea, whilst we get into similar areas, I mean, okay, no, that's what I'm saying. We get into similar areas, but in, in completely different fashions, right? So, one, the way we approach and build up is completely different. Um, I think we have less players in the box in the danger areas. We have fewer players in the pocket. We've got one player in the pocket in Enzo, who's not really ever in the pocket, where City have two or three every time. Um, we play very, very slow in comparison to City. Um, when City see an opening to exploit, they exploit at speed and it is disorientating. Because they've got two players in the pocket, players don't, well, defenders are struggling to push out um, because. Again, if you push out, you leave a threat in behind in Haaland. So there's space for them to pop shots. That's why you're seeing Rodri get bangs. Like, you know what I mean? It, and mm. Rodri's able to um, approach the box now as well and nick a goal. Because, again, if you're playing on the last line, there's that space for the players in the pockets to operate. operate. But at Chelsea, it's so easy because there's only one guy. You know what I mean? But you're, at City, you've got Rodri popping in there. You've got Foden popping in there. You've even got Kovar popping in there. And then you've obviously got Bernardo. So it's like, ugh, it's just a shambles. It's a, it's an actual shambles. So, yeah, whilst teams may play low block against City, they're answering, they're they're having to answer completely different questions, completely different questions. And yeah, um, yeah, man, it's so easy to 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 defend against Chelsea because I think the way we approach teams, the way we approach um, build up, whether that's in the attacking phase, uh, it's just poor. It's just really, really poor. And- that's what that's that's what I liked when I watched the game, um, when I watched it back. One thing that I liked was um, Mudrik trying to inject pace into the into the moves in the in the final third. And and this is something that if we are going to open up these teams that that do end up start starting to sit off us and and you know kind of go through go through the game with a low block or whatever, we're going to need that that kind of movement and, and part, quick passing from, from players because I think I think Palmer can do it I think Mudrick can do it with Jackson he's got a good understanding with him obviously mm-hmm. Carney, Carney can but he's injured at the moment These they, we've got players that can do it Sterling can do it as well It just play them bro just play them play them and let them just work it out because sometimes in football all you need to do sometimes is just let them play play in the same team with each other over a few games, let them work it out. Let the players work it out. You understand? Because yeah. I think if you try to be too particular at this stage right now, you know that the players, like these young players as well, and some of them, they're really expressive, isn't it? So sometimes it's best to just let them work it out on the pitch, bro. Let them create the relationships themselves. Trust you know what I'm saying? Mudrick and Jackson will create something. If, if it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's the, not. The Mudrick thing is interesting because I thought, again, he created like two or three really good chances. Um, just by injecting speed into the game, um, he's quite inventive, to be honest. His passing, that he is. yeah. Um, and again, just linking up with Jackson, like you can just see they enjoy playing together. So to deprive us as fans of that for like the first three games is so crazy to me. And I just, I, I, oh, Poch man, Poch, like look, listen, my position on Poch hasn't changed. Yeah. I said for since the whole summer, Poch, you're saying the right things, but Broski, move me. And I'm unchanged. Like, if anything, it's gotten kind of worse. 
Um, I think I'm the right word is disappointed, but you use that. I'm very disappointed. I'm very, I think it's disappointed. I'm very disappointed, but not really at the same time because I didn't have any yeah. expectations. So I didn't yeah. have any expectations of him because I didn't really rate him like that. Yeah. I'm disappointed that I'm potentially right, but I'm still not going to, I'm still not going to completely believe that. I'm still going to just allow him to do his work and hopefully, to be honest, hopefully he proves me wrong because uh, I don't yeah. want him to be right. I want him to prove me wrong. I want him to That's move that. me. And I, 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 because it's not even like, who do I think I am to be moved? Well, it's not about that. I just want what's best for Chelsea. And I, I, I want him to show me that he actually is capable of doing it. Um, yeah, I, I, I think as well. Go on, go on, finish. Go on, sorry. No, I just, I just have my reservations and I always have had my reservations, but I'm still not going to wish him to fail, essentially. I just need him, I just need him to do the right things and, and you know, prove me wrong. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think, I think the, the, the most encouraging thing about last week as well was that was the fact that he did change it. So I think we can we can look at that. And the only thing I'd say is it's coming off the back of that. It was coming off the back of international week, so um, it, it doesn't kind of count. Do you get what I mean? Like I need to see you stick to that when it's just a normal schedule. So say for example, if he sticks to that again versus Villa, okay, then I know that there's a li- there's a little bit of room here for like you're kind of starting to see things maybe. So maybe it, it might be slow and we've spoken about, you know, going 15, 20 games doing this stuff. You can go 15, 20 games doing this stuff. It will be a waste of time if you carry on doing it unless, it's, unless it clicks the way you want it to click. But in my opinion, he needs to change. He need, In the next couple of games, I need to see wingers playing wing, left-backs playing left-back. And if I see that, I will have full confidence that he would actually get it right. If I don't see that and I go for the next 10, 15 games seeing centre-backs at left-back, Chilwell back in at left wing, I'm going to be very worried. And I'll probably yeah. be very pessimistic about the season as well. I'll be honest. Yeah, listen, the whole Chilwell thing, I just... If I see it again, you know what I'm on. Yeah, no, I hear it. I hear you it. I'm not, even gonna, I'm not even going to say anything. No, I, I, said, I, I said it. I said it. I said it last week. I said if I see it one more time, Poch, when you're in that, you're on. Listen, bro, listen. But I, I'm not gonna talk too much. It's just a, it's just a shambles. Um, but yeah, we play Villa this weekend. I guess we're gonna do our, our typical rudimentary predictions. Um, firstly, the lineup. Obviously, you don't anticipate any changes from the lineup last week. Yeah, I, I'd expect it's exactly the same. If, to make it quickly, uh, like to make it quick, sorry, I, I, I'd expect it's that same uh, eleven. I don't think they played bad. But you're you're still having Cole White left back, yeah. I'm not having it, but you know, you know, you don't, you don't see Poch changing it. Scary yeah, time. Bro, it just, uh, <laughs> bro, Scary the is, 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 um, yeah, nah, nah, nah. He won't, he won't, because I think Badia Show just come out with um. Minor setback as well, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that one. Well, for me, I, I, I again, I'd, I'd bring Chilwell or Matson in at left back. I'd play in for Silva or in for the Sassy. Nah, for the Sassy, I play Colwell and yeah, Colwell and um and Silva centre back. Play Gusto right back and Leslie. If Casado's fit, I play Leslie Casado with Enzo, and then I play um, Raheem. Yeah, Raheem and Mudrick. And then yeah, if he, we'll if he didn't play Mudrick, if he did it, if he didn't, I like that team by the way, and I'd, I'd actually love to see that team against yeah. Villa. I would love to see that team against Villa. That team sounds cold. cold. I think I'd be yeah. really cold. Um, and if one of those wingers didn't start and he didn't, and he for whatever reason he couldn't trust Mudrick, I'd like to see Palmer. Even yeah, on the wing. I think but Palmer needs to be on the pitch. Yeah, Palmer needs to be on the pitch. But I'm thinking because it's Villa, I think we're at home, isn't it? Or is it Villa away? We're at home. We're at home. Yeah, we're at home. Okay, so mm-hmm. if we're at home, I might, I might actually switch it and say Caicedo just had a knock, so I'll probably put Caicedo on the bench and have Enzo next to Leslie, or oh, Enzo next to Leslie, Leslie or Caicedo. I'd be happy with either. 
and then you play Cole Palmer as the 10. My then head is so means... hot, bro. My head is so hot because we have so many fucking options. So many players. And so man. much nonsense. What so doing, many bro? players. And I'm seeing short white left mid. And you expect me to be happy. I swear what to God. What the fuck, bro? I swear to God. Potch, <laughs> Potch listen. Potch, Broski. Bonyo Barbecue. Villa's a big... I <laughs> know. Villa's a, a big game as well. Villa's a big game uh, as well. Like, uh, I, feel, I feel like, I feel like if we're gonna get, if we're gonna have any, like if we're gonna go on a little run, yeah, Villa would be a perfect like kind of team and game to to get three points against and a good performance as well. And you then you know pattern, maybe go from there. I need to pattern nah, fuck up because this is a madness. I, I'm sick to death of what I've been watching. Sick nah, to death. He does. But, I'm a positive. I'm a positive guy, but he, he does. All right. So since you're a positive guy, give me give me your scoreline prediction. Eee, I'm gonna go yeah. two one us still. I'm gonna two go. One. I'm gonna go two one. Yeah, yeah. yeah how how the mighty have fallen? Jay used to be with wild with the predictions. You got three nil. Yeah, I used to give a four one. <laughs> Jesus, man, seeing two one. All right. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one one nil. One nil. I'm gonna go one 0 yeah. Yeah. I give a quick shout out to Sanchez as well because I heard how he had a good game. Yeah, he was fantastic. He was fantastic, man. He was fantastic. Yeah. He kept us in the game again. Um, yeah, man. It's not good how chances are falling to other teams, but yeah, I'm happy to see that you know he, he did well. Yeah, hopefully that improves as well. He gets better. For sure, for sure. We need sure. it, man. Bye, yeah, right, man. man. Jay, appreciate yeah. your time, my guy. Yeah, we'll link up back again next, anyway. We'll be back next week, hopefully with a win. But yeah, man. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.